As women, we juggle so much. Kids, marriage, careers, the list goes on. We need spaces that highlight our unique experiences and explore topics relevant to us. Not just that, we strive to understand what God thinks about our issues because we know he cares. This is the place where minding God's business is our business. This is Women in God's Business. Welcome back to the Women in God's Business podcast. I am Misha King. How was your week this week? You know, when you're at work and people ask you how you're doing, what if we became more intentional about our questions that demonstrate like a deeper sense of concern for the other person? Questions like, what did you overcome this week that you are proud of? What barriers are you facing from achieving your personal goals? I don't know. Maybe I'm a little too deep, but our questions have power. So with that, my question to you is, this past week, how did you show up for yourself? Mm. How did you show up for yourself? Well, to answer my own question, I shut off my obligations to the world and made a choice to get to bed by at least 10 p.m., (laughs) y'all. Like, this is a grand achievement because not too long ago, my average bedtime was around midnight, knowing my alarm clock would frantically alert me by 5.30 a.m. So 10 o'clock is a win. (laughs) What about you? How did you show up for yourself this week? Did you stop by your local coffee shop to treat yourself to a morning brew before heading into work? Did you make it to the gym? Did you go on a little date night with your boo? (laughs) Did you get a massage? It's like so important that you get what you need because if you don't, you're going to be depleted and void of the capacity to give to others, which is our ministry, y'all. No matter how God uses you, it's to serve and to love his people. You will pour into so many lives, but you need to pour into you too. You need to feel poured into. Well, that's enough of my soapbox, (laughs) y'all. Today's topic is titled Feelings Culture. Why might you ask? (laughs) Culture has made everything about how we feel. We are very feelings driven. If we don't feel like it, we won't do it. I mean, that's why marriages are on the decline. Because the second our feelings shift is the moment we're signing divorce papers. No one has the stick to it mentality Our feelings dictate our relationships, our feelings dictate our identity, our faith. Our culture is very much do what you feel, be you. There are like zero boundaries. This is why people are never finding satisfaction. You got the career you wanted, but you're still unhappy. You got the house and the car, but you're still unhappy. You got the husband, but still unhappy. Oop, (laughs) that part. Like the reason being is because you felt like it was the right move. The need you thought you were meeting actually leaves the need unmet, still void and unfulfilled. Author and pastor, Dr. Miles Monroe, he wrote 
something so amazing in one of his books. He says, the graveyard is the richest place on the surface of the earth because there you will see the books that were not published, the ideas that were not harnessed, songs that were not sung, and drama pieces that were never acted. I love this quote because it reminds us that our life has purpose and attached to that purpose is joy and peace. It amazes me how many people have walked and are walking this earth without knowing the reason for their existence. Our culture capitalizes on what we feel in the moment. That's why we find ourselves scrolling through Instagram or TikTok and all of a sudden an ad pops out of nowhere and we are persuaded to purchase a product. You know, one day we may not be feeling like it, but let tomorrow come and you're in the right mood and the right <laughs> right frame of mind and you see that same ad and because your mood and how you're because of your mood and how you're feeling that day you just might buy whatever it is i've been married to my husband now going on 12 years and we have three beautiful children and have built a beautiful life together that i'm truly proud of This man is God's gift to me and our story can be a complete episode in and of itself. While although most days are good, I tell people marriage is one of the hardest things I've ever had to do because it's constant work. (laughs) There are days where the sun is shining so bright and there are days when I don't want to be bothered. I think in the beginning of our marriage, You have all these hopes and dreams and views of sunflowers and and lilies um, that you can't see the road ahead and the trials and tribulations that will come. That's why I can't get with these shows like Love is Blind. I feel like it's a mockery of marriage. You create a show that pushes people to date one another behind this barrier. And the only way to get outside of the bubble is if you get proposed to. For me, proposal is like we get married tomorrow, but we're going to take at least six months, maybe close to a year um, to plan the wedding. There is no way you should be proposing to anyone if you don't know that person at all. These people on the show like don't have a clue about the trials they will face together in marriage. Because love simply is not enough. You know why? Because love, the very basic sense of it is a feeling. Love is demonstrated by the act of doing. The Bible says God so loved the world that he what? He gave. He demonstrated his love toward us. So he what? He gave. The love that is put on display as evidence through a show like that is truly a feeling that ultimately changes in many cases after they are revealed to each other and spend actual time with each other. If in in my marriage, if every time I felt a particular way, I could be potentially uprooting my entire family simply because of my feelings Love is marriage, excuse me, is a is a choice. I'm choosing to continue traveling down this road with you. That's what I mean when I say love is simply not enough because marriage is a choice. This is why 
feelings cannot be the firm foundation we stand on when we consider our lives. So before we get any further, let's let's make some declarations. Here at Women in God's Business, we take a moment in our day to do some self-talk. Affirmations are a sure way to build yourself up by stating truths about yourself. People will always have something negative to say, but what you say to yourself matters. I invite you to share affirmations with me at info at womenengodsbusiness.com. And each week, I will pick one to share with you all. Our affirmation this week is, I am worthy of every good thing that comes my way. So with me, I would like you to say that phrase at least five times. Ready? Go. I am worthy of every good thing that comes my way. I am worthy of every good thing that comes my way. I am worthy of every good thing that comes my way. I am worthy of every good thing that comes my way. I am worthy of every good thing that comes my way. Yes, naps all around. I hope that blesses you. Now let's get all up in God's business. For those of you that grew up in church, you may be familiar with the distinction between the spirit, the soul, and the body. For those that aren't familiar, that's okay. I'm going to break this down and simplify it. We are three part beings. This is evidenced in the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23 that states, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless, blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Just like God is a triune being consisting of the of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost, or some people say Holy Spirit, um, in Genesis one twenty six, chapter one, verse twenty six, it states, "And God said." Let us make man in our image after our likeness. When I think about these three distinct pieces of us, I imagine the body or flesh and the spirit being on two separate ends of a spectrum. (laughs) And in the middle is the soul that possesses our thoughts, feelings, personalities, um, And that can be developed by one end of the spectrum or the other, depending on which one has more influence. As women of God, we want to be driven by the spirit and not our flesh. In fact, in Galatians chapter five, verse 16 through 17, it states, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other so that ye cannot do the things ye would. See, here is where this feelings culture don't get it. I must trade what I want to do for what he would have me do. When I act out of my own will, I think I'm getting the whole pie. But really, I'm only getting crumbs. If that. I don't get to wake up and say, because I feel this way, I am that. 
y'all Galatians really be telling the whole business. In Galatians chapter 5, 24, it states, and they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections of the lust. There is a transformation that occurs when you become hungry and thirsty for something more than you. When you realize that the path you're on keeps taking you in circles and cycles and left unfulfilled each and every time with that transformation comes a decision where you no longer do what pleases you, rather what pleases God. And there's a bigger reward for doing what pleases God than the little accolades you get for pleasing man. Galatians chapter six, verse eight says, he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. Jesus understood the assignment before he was taken to be beaten, ridiculed, and ultimately hung on the cross for our sins. We see the struggle between the flesh and the spirit, even in our savior. I appreciate this moment because it recognizes and validates the human part of Jesus in connection with our own humanity. Knowing what would come, he tells his disciples to stay here while I pray. As he prays, he says, oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. That's his human part speaking. But thank God it didn't stop there. He proceeds by saying, nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. In connection with episode one from dissatisfaction to purpose, this is the time where you need to pause and ask God, what is it that you would have me do in this season? If God is not in it, I don't want to be a part of it. One of my favorite songs by Corinne Hawthorne is Blessed Up. And there's a part where she says, anywhere you go, I don't really care because anywhere you're not, I don't want to be there. If you're listening and you are someone who continuously finds yourself in a place of dissatisfaction, maybe you feel like every move you make is pulling you further back than ahead, or maybe you just feel like something is missing. That hollow place may be the place where God is calling out to you, wanting to fill those empty gaps, and he's waiting for you to let him in. Before I gave my life to Christ, I remember There was a moment where I was sitting in my room on my bed crying out and depressed because everything in my life I felt was falling apart. My friendships were turning away. Uh, The relationship I was in was faulty. I just felt alone and there was no more life, more to life than this. I remember crying out saying, there has to be something better than this that something better was a relationship with Christ I never felt that alone and depressed again in my life after I gave my life to Christ sometimes we get so full of ourselves and miss the grand scheme of things we settle for the crumbs when we could have the whole pie this requires us to let go of our will and receive his good and perfect will If you have a topic that you want discussed here at Women in God's Business, please share with us at info at womeningodsbusiness.com. 
My prayer is that you experience the abundance of God's blessings over your life. And remember, not my will, but his be done. I am Isha King, and this is Women in God's Business.